welcome back to the Asians Represent podcast. My name is Daniel, and this is episode four of our Care Tour, the Eastern Realms Read Through. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of announcements, a couple of changes. Uh, first one is to the format. One of the things that we've been doing with this series is actually, you know, providing insight into you know what it does wrong, you know, what's kind of silly, what's kind of goofy. But one thing we haven't really been doing is kind of bringing our take. You know, how would we make this better? What would we do in this situation as a designer? So we're starting to do that with this episode and all episodes moving forward. Um, speaking of moving forward, uh, we also have a little bit of a casting change up. Uh, Mackenzie, our, our dear Mackenzie, has actually moved on from the character of the Eastern Realm stream because Mackenzie just got hired at Wizards of the Coast as a full-time designer with the D&D team. And we are just so excited and so proud of Mackenzie. Mackenzie is going to make some incredible changes to D&D, and we just can't wait to see what they do. Um, so, you know, if you are interested in joining this stream, this live stream, uh, this podcast, this this video, um, you know, hit us up. You can get in touch with us on social media at AZNSrepresent, or you can send us an email at AZNSrepresent at OneShotPodcast.com. Uh, tell us who you are, uh, and let's get talking. Um, one other announcement. If you haven't seen it already, Candlekeep Mysteries, the new D&D book coming out March 16th, and I'm one of the authors. Um, Candlekeep Mysteries, if you don't know, is a collection of 17 short standalone D&D adventures uh, designed for characters level 1 to 16, and each adventure actually begins with the discovery of a mysterious book in the library of Candlekeep. I'm super excited to have been a part of it, a part of this project. It has honestly been uh, a dream come true. I know D&D was the first TTRPG that I played. D&D is what got me into a career in museums. D&D is what got me started like really podcasting like this. And uh, so to have my name alongside some amazing people like like Kiana, uh, our Empress Josha, Graham Barber, um, and just like so many other amazing people is just honestly, truly a dream come true. I... Um, this is one of those bucket list items, and I'm super proud of it. So yeah, March 16th, Candlekeep Mysteries. Uh, get yourself a copy, or you know, read it on D and D Beyond. Um, we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to be doing a podcast episode, kind of talking about the process and talking about our own adventures, hopefully spoiler free. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of the podcast as well, I know we haven't been as active. Uh, we are we are making an effort to ensure that. The content that we put on the podcast isn't just, you know, uh, reused streams or anything like that. I, I know that it's been difficult with the quarantine, and I appreciate you folks for being so understanding. Uh, we're trying to bring value to the podcast, and we're trying to differentiate what the podcast does and what the podcast provides, apart from what we do on stream and on our YouTube channel. Uh, and this has been kind of a part of Asians Represents growing pains as, you know, we kind of have to juggle production uh, responsibilities. Right now, uh, I, I do all the editing, all the production, all the marketing. And so uh, it's been hard on me, um, given work and, and COVID. So just know that we are working very hard to make sure that we provide exclusive podcast content uh, that is different from our streams. Um, because we, we know our roots, we remember our roots, because we are a podcast. Um, that said, you know, en enough about that. Please give it up for our amazing cast as we dive into the bureaucracy of Sholung. 
probably one of the most hilarious episodes of Asians Read, Care Tour the Eastern Realms. So last, last month, um, we talked about the fantastical martial arts monasteries of this particular Asian nation. And now we're on to the government politics. Um, this will be interesting. This will be interesting. And we'll, we'll try to keep it far as far removed as possible from from the uh, current discourse that's going on in the United States. But but let's let's get started. Let's get started. Um, so we if you are following along, we are on page six of the book, um, page nine of the PDF. I can't believe what episode is this? How are we on page six? I think this is episode six. We're at episode seven. So, so so we got six pages into the book. We do. We're the last time we read about the emperor. Yeah, so we're Oh, did bit... we? You're right. Oh, yeah, so we we're page yeah. seven. We're on page seven. So we're 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 <laughs> on Yeah, track. we're on the Mandrinade. That's what it is. That's right. Yeah. We're on we're on an episode uh, one page, one episode. Uh basically. <laughs> um you're right, we did read about the Emperor because I remember being aghast that they were like, The Emperor of this Chinese land is a samurai. Yeah. Yes. And also his uh, his 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 daughters are very attractive. Yes, they're very attractive. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. that's all you get to know about them. <laughs> no, but they're also clever and accomplished. And get kidnapped right. and have uh, have a jealous brother or something. Have a jealous like have jealous siblings. Yeah, they yep. are oh. very oh, and a, a secret romance with the two yeah secret romance. That's always a fun one. Spicy. So 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 drama. <laughs> as, I sip, as I sip, sip my, my green screen coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start with the Mandarinate. So I know that there might be a lot of people who are reading this and might look at it and be like, whoa, 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 Mandarin. That's wrong. Um, I want to point out that the word Mandarin is, isn't problematic in, its, in and of itself. Um, the, the word Mandarin actually comes from like a Portuguese term and it comes from the, the discourse and the scholarship that kind of took place when Europe was interacting with China. And it's generally used as a word to describe, um, scholarly officials in China. Um, so let's start with the Mandarinate. Uh, I do Which have thoughts on- makes me think of the Mandarin. A great Canadian family run business. Um, I miss it. <laughs> I, do you, the Mandarin is not in the United States, right? No, no not. I uh, never. So, so, so the Mandarin's a, a chain of Chinese buffet restaurants in Canada, um, famed for all you can eat pain and pain. Uh, you mean crab-like festival? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's glorious, but also <laughs> everyone. Yeah, everyone's real sad by the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's you know, yeah. It's good. It's a Chinese buffet. That's all you can eat, and it's good. It's Wait, what? It's not bad. I think what's interesting about the Mandarin, as we go on this this segue, this this, this food, this branch, oh, okay. is that it's it's yeah. actually it's operated by a Chinese family, and it's still operated by the same family that opened the original one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's they cool. do a lot of like festivals and special events. What is it? Uh, Canada Day. They always do like a. 
promotion, like free something or other. All I all I know is that they have they always have ads for Dumpling Fest on the radio, and Crab Fest. Yeah, Crab Fest is the one that always. <laughs> I mean, that's the one you get mind. everybody into the door. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like the place where my grandparents like to go. It's I mm-hmm. I have like fond memories of it. Uh, but anyways, let's let's back on track. Besides the point. <laughs> Besides the point. Um, I was just playing word association. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will have the record. The record shows that this tangent was Emma's fault, not mine. Yeah, they are normally my fault. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna own up to 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 what I do, but. Um, anyways, the Mandarinate is made up of the upper echelon of scholars and officials and includes both court scholars and the heads of various official ministries of the bureaucracy. The Mandarids are a select group centered around the court of Kotalung and the neighboring city of Pingchao. They are considered to be the embodiment of the superior man of Lao Chin Mao, talented, cultured, and well-educated. The Mandarinate includes, and then we're going to go through the different ranks. Um, the first sentence for me kind of reads as like they they're just like throwing out words here Um, but I think the big thing here and there isn't anything like inherently flawed or problematic about this well if you want to go for the superior man bit that I would have just you know used gender neutral language Um, but you know mandarins and scholarly officials in china were people who were talented cultured and well educated because they would have had to pass exams to achieve that role mm-hmm. what i think is most interesting about this particular paragraph is that um this is the first time in this book where i mean we're only 7 pages in but this is the first time in the book where they have taken something straight out of history without really changing anything. Um, and yesterday when we were streaming the wrap-up, we talked about how people will often say, well, this is historically accurate, that or that's not historically accurate. Um, and, you know, the stories we tell are never historically accurate. The stories we tell are influenced by different perspectives. Um, and I just wanted to note that, you know, when the writing team here took a real historical term and social class and stuck it into their fantasy world, um, they are now setting a precedent that this is based on this particular time period in China. Um, so, Or at least it's really hard to disassociate exactly. these things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there are, you know, big problems to that. Um, it's also kind of lazy. They could have just created something new. Or at least, you know, took the idea of the scholarly official and gave it a different name. Because I'm fairly certain that people, you know, who were reading this originally didn't know what the Mandarinate was to begin with. Um, But the word Mandarin and the idea of the sort of like, oh, the the scholarly Asian man is definitely a part, a problematic part of sort of the pop culture lexicon at the time. But let's move on to the Chancellor. Uh, The Chancellor is the right hand of the Emperor and is chosen by him at the Son of Heaven's Ascension. 
It is the chancellor who must read all of the reports from the minister of the bureaucracy, deciding what is worthy of the emperor's direct attention. The chancellor controls to a large degree who can and cannot see the emperor, manages the imperial family's calendar appearances, makes sure uh, that the emperor's directives are followed and his proclamations posted in all the cities of the empire, and watches the bureaucracy diligently for the first signs of treason, corruption, and subversion. A very long sentence. As one of the most powerful people in the empire, the chancellor faces a great deal of temptation. This is why many chancellors of past reigns have found themselves beheaded for the slightest hint of corruption, while others have become all but emperor in name. Okay. Thoughts about that? <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility for what I mean. At first, I was like, okay, this is basically the chief of staff, essentially, but mm -hmm. even like more so. And also, like, I I guess is this is like an incredibly powerful person. So I'm just wondering, like, who. So it says here that the chancellors of past reigns have been found themselves beheaded for the slightest hints of corruption. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I guess it's that like under by whose order is like the emperor, I guess. Um, maybe, I guess yeah, that, like who watches the chancellor? <laughs> yeah, who right. watches the chancellor? Because the chancellor, this this is a ridiculous amount of power. Um, I, I almost feel like they're kind of playing into the fact that the emperor has uh, a divine mandate over the show and the chancellor has an, I guess, an elected like, power or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's just interesting that the chancellor is not only like the personal assistant of the emperor, but also the master of propaganda, the master of spies. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, this is basically the chief of staff meets like the head of the intelligence agencies in the NSA. And, yeah, so, like, what else? Yeah, it's definitely like the chief spy master trope that you see in a lot of like european fantasy where it's like the spy master that knows everything and can and will only tell selected information to the ruler of a kingdom because they that because they have the ultimate they wield the power of information yeah yeah i i, I just i'm curious as to from a design perspective why they didn't have a spy master as just like a specific person uh or why they didn't have like a master of propaganda because I feel like that would be very interesting and be a very interesting mm -hmm. way of creating new NPCs, new characters for people to interact with. Instead, you kind of have all of these different things, you know, the treason, the corruption, the subversion, as well as like calendar appearances and meeting the emperor are all relegated into one character. Um, yeah, for, for me, like, I guess as a person who used to do um, organizational management, like, for me, this is like, oh, no, 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 no. This is all red flags, like, and, and to me, it's almost a little lazy yeah. um, in terms of, of just because logistically speaking, again, I'm coming from like a corporate organizational management perspective you would have different people essentially um, running these very distinct and related, but still extremely distinct areas of influence and areas of domain like knowledge. So it, it does reek of a little bit of like, all right, bureaucracy, our players would never really want to worry about this. So I'm just going to bundle this all up in a big snowball of bureaucracy and just like place this like potential big bad um, that the players could possibly fight later 
and, and just have them be there because like it's almost like a bond villain you know well, it's, where, the, it's the trope yeah. of the like mm-hmm. it's like the grima worm tongue lord of the rings character mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah but i but i find like, it oh go ahead emma oh just i don't know if it's intentional but it's also kind of like there must be ongoing chaos all the time if you continually change who this high level person is and is this somehow a commentary on the the thought and understanding of government in Karatur? like do they just not know to put in redundancies and make it a little more stable and a little less reliant on a handful of like five probably dudes almost like they've got this super powerful family they've got this archaic system it's just like Mm -hmm. this government makes no sense since everything's all beheadings and treason and whatever it's like all right yeah that's the thing that's like that stuck out to me the most was just like the oh by the way they're frequently beheaded and it's like that's that feels so out of place and it definitely starts tending towards one of those principles of orientalism where it's like asians are Savage and barbaric. Yeah, they have no way. Poorly structured governments and brutal. They have no way of peacefully disposing of uh, abuse of power. They're just like, and die. And that's problematic. It's like, welcome to your first day on the job. Oh, what happened to the last one? (laughs) Uh, It's like you're getting the job interview interview as the former chancellor's getting beheaded at the same time. (laughs) Well, this, this this is placed here. Almost like I'm almost certain that this is placed here just to create the scheming advisor character. Yeah, but but I think yeah. what's what's most what I dislike most about this is that they've gone well they've taken an effort to include a real historical class from Chinese history the the, the Mandarinate right and uh, China historically is well known for its very complex bureaucracy. And yet, even though they have aligned the show here, very explicitly aligned the show with historical China, they have not done so in the way that would be interesting with China's bureaucracy and all the different levels of government and scholarship. Um, That would be really neat. But instead, they kind of relegate all of that into one person who has a job that they they would just never want. Very temporary position. Yeah, it <clears throat> feels like it, there's like a revolving door of people just sort of coming in and getting beheaded. Right, and it and it kind of frames this. It gives this framework of that the central government of the of of Corator, at least show, is unstable at all times. Even though you have a sitting emperor. Yeah. Well, what? So, how would we make this better? And I, I don't think that's a question we ask enough on this series. How would how would we as a group make this better? What I if, would break this one guy down into like departments, yeah, and yes. have it be whole groups of people, like a council, yes. yeah, 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 like an actual yeah. government, <laughs> yeah. Like it's and it wouldn't even have to be that complicated. I mean, there's already precedent in like the I I it's it's I hate to say it, but it's like it, I I know that like medieval, um smaller kingdoms in like Europe and whatnot would at least have like there's a master of coin and a master of like spies and then like a master of um um just general commerce and or, or like trade etc like it would mm-hmm. just be so much simpler like having to navigate 
a, a, the schedule of a head of state is already insanely like complex because you have to imagine all of the diplomatic delicacies and details you have to observe in order to make sure that people are seen to you in a way that they feel respected um, or disrespected depending on the situation but um like that that's like the, the what is it that that's like an, an entire at least in the white house i know that that would be like at least 10 people just managing that person's schedule so mm-hmm. I, and that would just yeah. be for yeah, so yeah, we would absolutely want to break this down into at least five different positions. Yeah, um, I would have like uh, I I already see like I'd have a master of propaganda who I think would mm-hmm. it would be very interesting that that character itself would be interesting because what if I mean you could insert so many cool stories there like what if the master of propaganda is actually against the the emperor and is inserting hidden messages into all of the imperial propaganda and is slowly rallying the people against the emperor you have like a spy master who watches for treason but i think the interesting one here is the the responsibility of managing the imperial family's calendar of appearances what yeah. if that role was put onto the heir and they were seen as like and their responsibility is to literally take care of their family and when they're going to appear like the eldest child is responsible for this alternatively you can make that well that's the 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 chief of security's role to manage the calendar mm-hmm. manage appearances and manage the security of the family um but instead it's just one person in this case is one dude yeah, yeah that that doesn't know but so i not surprising I, that one of the daughters has been kidnapped <laughs> yeah exactly oh, God. you're so now. busy you're so busy <laughs> i can't keep like, track oh, of them all it's just it's just <laughs> <her> friends <laughs> that are just like god we needed to you need to break come on we're kidnapping you it's that it's that one character in the movie and they're like the 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 head of this department in this big corporate business and they're like yes 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 they're approving this and this and this and oh, they've, got, yeah. they've got papers yeah. and briefcases and everything that's yep. That's the chancellor. Yeah. And you just have a bunch of like tailing assistants carrying other briefcases with other things. Yeah, exactly. Well, what if the chancellor was also was forced into this role? Ooh. That would be pretty that neat. I mean, they person. are chosen at the ascension. Yeah, they, they are chosen. What if this is like you are forced into this role and you have to survive a two year term? I mean, if you were to change no text and add text, that's what I would do. Mm. That's a very yeah. cool twist. Because that's I, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's like the hand of the king if, from Game of Thrones. If you think about it, it's the same kind of function, and it's like good luck surviving because everyone's has a has a target on for you. Yeah. Yes. It'd be super interesting to have someone who like knew from the moment they were born that they have to do this, and they've trained their entire life to do this, and it's all they know. And it's still overwhelming and stressful. Yeah. Or, or I, I like the. Oh, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead, Michelle. I, I really love the idea of a two-year term. Um, I because I, one, I can I can imagine myself burning out on this after about ten months. But also, it it really introduces this interesting dynamic of like who is next? Why are they chosen? Why were you chosen? If you know that you're going to be here for only two years, like what is the legacy that you're trying to build and what are you trying to maintain and what are you laying the foundations for for the future? Like that would make a very interesting, like intrigue politics kind of game. Or or like what are what are even your motivations? Right. Mm -hmm. Why would you Mm -hmm. want to do this? Because I like I love the idea of 
you know how Jackie, you were like, you have assistants everywhere. Well, what if there is seniority amongst all of their staff, the chancellor's staff, yeah. and they are constantly training or looking for the next one to join them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the idea okay. that maybe the chancellor is like the, the chancellor is clearly framed to be independent of the emperor, right? Um, but what if the chancellor is, you know, elected by the people and they are there to make sure that the, you know, the government runs in a way that benefits the people of show. And this is the a revision I would do because the one thing that we constantly see is that there is always this cruel Asian emperor who rules over everyone and are constantly exploiting the people. If I were to revise this, I would have the chancellor be somebody who, you know, maybe in the lore for magic reasons, um, has power and is, um, you know, is responsible for making sure that the emperor fits the role of the divine chosen one. And in order to do that, you need to protect the emperor. You need to make sure that the emperor is on track and you need to make sure that the emperor is protecting the people. Because it still sounds like a Chinese drama, by the way. And it still sounds like a Chinese drama. <laughs> sounds a little like your character from the the game we played. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's exactly that. It's like, it's like you just need that, like, the tiger parent. You need the tiger parent for the emperor, and that's what this what the chancellor is. Oh, God. Oh, and then all of us oh, were just God. like... Now I can, but now I can see it where it's like the Chinese drama kicks in, where it's like they're both best friends since childhood. They've been raising to be in this yeah. position together, and now the best friend is now the chancellor, while the other friend is obviously the emperor. Now we have to deal with all the drama. And the emperor yeah, is constant like, cuts to the dreamy uh, camera setting of them as kids, like sharing snacks and laughing, kicking, a, kicking a ball around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fight, fighting pranks. The, the, the chancellor, as a kid, would always stand up to the bullies, and the emperor would be like, "No," and be like, "We're always going to be friends." And then cut to them being adults, and, <laughs> and, and being adults would be like, "You have been stabbed." <laughs> like, no, if you don't meet with this particular governor of this province, it's like right now before this other governor, you're going to incite like a civil war. The emperor's like, "I don't care." <laughs> This wanna... one gave me an excellent chicken, and this is the most beautiful chicken, and <laughs> I'm going to see this guy first. It's like, no, civil war! Uh, or, 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 what if, I... or, or what if they were just siblings as well, and there's just one sibling oh. is just, like, very charismatic, but, you know, kind of an airhead, and the other's just, like, you know, very pragmatic, doesn't really want to be the face, but cares about the nation and cares about their family, and it's like, okay... I'm going to keep you on track. Yep. I'm going to keep you on track. The, the dutiful sibling. Oh, yeah. I'm still so on most beautiful chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We didn't appreciate that beautiful one enough. chicken. <laughs> Who doesn't appreciate golden a crispy chicken. golden chicken? <laughs> I mean, you said, that's Did you say thing. crispy? Did you say crispy, Jaheki? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Michelle, was, was Michelle talking about like, a live chicken or a cooked chicken? I was chicken? talking about a live chicken. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So in Vietnamese culture, there is a certain kind of chicken that is like, it's called, it's like, I forget what it's called precisely, I just learned about this, but it has like elephantitis of the legs, essentially, and they basically have these big, swole legs, and these chickens are like, 
incredibly expensive and they were given as like imperial gifts and stuff like that the so, like, dong tao chicken yes the dong tao chicken it is and yeah like like giving beautiful livestock it's absolutely a thing that would have yeah. been done okay so, so i will say this but before yeah i've been taking the chat said dragon chickens before this ever gets changed on wikipedia go to dong tao chicken on wikipedia and look at the picture oh my god i Someone needs to make some edits to that Wikipedia <laughs> page because, ooh, enough. That's a that's enough. a that's a choice art. That's a choice image. So for those listening to the audio of this, the Wikipedia page for the Dong Tao Chicken or the Dragon Chicken is an illustration. It's a, it's a very poorly done digital illustration where it could have just been a photo. I kind of love it. Which it's an oddly MS enough, if you just paint. Google, if you just Google it's, it looks like there's actual. <laughs> if we could find who did it, I think this would also be good merch. <laughs> so are we going to have our our our, our uh, horse wrestler jerseys done by them? And then, uh, the most beautiful chicken with just that on the <laughs> Okay, so the the Wikipedia the Wikimedia user is Opswartbeak. So, so. Swarpy, if you're watching this podcast, yeah. um, you know, get in our DMs. We want to talk. We want to yeah. hire you. <laughs> Let's put that chicken on a shirt. <laughs> or just make like a, a knockoff Sriracha logo with this oh chicken. Oh and it's just uh. the most beautiful chicken. <laughs> the most beautiful chicken sauce. Yeah, that, that'd be yes. it. Damn. I love it. <laughs> Oh, wow. I can, oh, no. I can legit see see this as like the crucial moment in a C drama though. Just just like this chicken. This yeah. Damn the way I'm not a big fan of chicken feet because just like you don't get a lot of meat for it's, what you're it's mostly eating. collagen and skin. That's all you're really yeah. going for. Yeah. But I, I, I looked up uh, dog tail chicken cooked, and I'm just like, oh damn. Well, it's it's a very it's a very swole bird, so uh, the legs do look beefy. But yeah, this is absolutely the kind of chicken that you would like give. That to would cause a state. civil war. Yeah, it would cause yeah. civil war. <laughs> that's because, also that, like, yeah, that's also the Go kind ahead. of content that I would love to see in this game. Like, I would love to see that. Like, honestly, like dragon chicken. What if dragon chicken was like we? They talked about the food of. They talked about the food of Sholong, and they were like, they have dragon chickens. And you could make it fantastical. That would be so cool. Like real, real crossbred dragon chickens. Yeah, that'd be yes. sick. That would be super awesome. And it would be, yeah, that would actually still fit into the sea drum thing. Yeah, it, it ticks all the boxes. That would be so fun. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be so cool. Um, um, but anyways, I, I let's... Think, let's uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Mackenzie, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, there is a lot of, like, there's a, I, whenever you look at, like, setting books, I always find it's very interesting that no one ever really talks about things like that, like the food or, mm -hmm. like, the livestock or any, like, those small details. And I find it, and this is just not necessarily a comment on, like, this book. It's just comment in general that whenever, like, you're building settings, it's very rare that you talk about, like, the small details, like food or livestock or pets or all that stuff. And it's, it's one of those things that I wish was in more world building stuff, because those are the those are those small details that make things come you know come to life and give things more, not substance, but Depth. when you're playing in a when you're playing in a world, you may not ever encounter the government, 
but you will always encounter a time when you need to eat. Yeah. You may not encounter like the the depths of bureaucracy, but you know, you'll probably meet someone who has a pet or you'll probably have players who want a pet. And it'd be interesting to see more world building books like focus on that. Yeah, yeah we did on a whole actual ep- like human experience. <laughs> and yeah. we did a whole episode of the wrap up on on that. We talked about tools for creating fantasy foods and like why they're important. Mm-hmm. And we we are literally Mackenzie, we were just talking about how we need to do another food episode. And I guess we're going to have to do that again. Just regular food episodes. <laughs> what is regular I mean, food episodes? Because I think food is yeah. a really a, a really important gateway into a culture, right? If we're, if we're yep. creating the food of the Sholung and we're going to focus on the dragon chicken and how the dragon chicken is prized and is exclusive only to Sholung, well... Like, what does that say about Sholung's relationships with the other nations of Karatur, right? And their relationships with the other nations of Karatur don't necessarily need to be predicated on war, corruption, intrigue, or even forced marriages, right? They could be based on trade, the, the important chicken diplomacy. Goods. Chicken diplomacy. Yeah. There we diplomacy. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think chicken diplomacy is going to be the title of this episode now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Chicken diplomacy. That's it. Um, so speaking of diplomacy, let, let's let's move on to the rest of them. So uh, we're now at the Chamberlain. Uh, the Chamberlain of the Imperial Court is responsible for maintaining the household of the Imperial Court. He handles the palace finances, schedules the maids, guards, and entertainers. He administers to the needs of the imperial family and their various concubines, courtiers, and guests. Under his auspices, uh, banquets are prepared, state ceremonies arranged, and gifts delivered. The chamberlain is also responsible for tasting the imperial family's food for poison, which is one of the larger drawbacks of the position. However, this is balanced by the access of the chamberlain to... The, the, this is balanced by the access the Chamberlain has to the treasury and gifts of state. Okay. Because uh, I, 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 Mackenzie, I saw uh, you just go. I'm just sorry. Tasting for poison is a drawback. It's just a drawback. But also, let's put the person who's in charge of money also. Why don't you just have the, somebody the else who's going to be poisoned? Yeah, that just sounds like a, res- a literal recipe for disaster. Okay. Yep. So, so. Let's let's like let's step back. And, <laughs> let's step back and say dying. why. Let's let's step back and say why this is bad. Um, other than the fact that it just makes no sense. I, I mm-hmm. think here we're uh, one of the things they're trying to portray is that the people in power in show because we won't we won't say Karatour even though I'm, it's likely the same. Uh, the people in power, the the show, and the people who preside over you know, the entire nation of show are constantly in danger, right? This is, this is that, this is that narrative that they are in need of saving. This is the narrative that they are, you know, primitive in their political processes, right? It also just makes no sense that the most powerful financial individual the, the most powerful individual uh, with regards to the finances of the empire also has to taste their food for poison uh, to be clear though i think that this is more of um like a glorified housekeeper role 
But it's the it's housekeeper, a, yeah. but and their accountant. He, it literally says he yeah, handles the palace finances. Yes. And but also, this is a very powerful position. If you are the one in charge of scheduling the guards, uh, yeah, yeah, right? so easily corruptible, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, what if this person dies? If this person dies, that means you, the person who schedules the protection for the emperor, is out of commission, right? Yep. And then this entire system falls into chaos. Yet you also have a person who tastes their food. Yeah. The, the leaps of logic. It'd be, yeah. really, <laughs> it'd be really easy to like poison this person and then yeah. get rid of the captain of the guards, and then I don't know, steal stuff. It's, it's or, or, or cause an uprising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, I, desperately, I just desperately want to create like an org chart right now. <laughs> just like. <Yeah. laughs> well, well, this is this Here's is the org chart. Position out. The org chart like, is emperor, to... chancellor, chamberlain, people. Yeah, and what I don't get is in the in a paragraph just beside this when they're describing the emperor, they say he's the head of a sprawling bureaucracy. A sprawling bureaucracy of like two guys is not. <laughs> I mean, there, it's not there is a sprawling more. bureaucracy. There's, there's there more. They have more. more. They have I think there's only three other, two or three other more. <laughs> yeah, I'm there's... just wondering what the others do because it seems like these two do everything. One's going to be I, I like. Just com- I do want to comment that up ahead. There is also a position for a royal court painter, and I'm just oh like, oh my god, really? Nice. Of all the you things we need to talk about. Of you all dedicated the a really- single person for that one, but you couldn't separate yeah. like master of spies and secretary. Okay. Well, nope. that's, that's because that's because you know when people think of China, they think of all the all the art, all of the art to be taken, all of the things to. I say art to be taken very specifically. Um, yeah, I just think this one is this one isn't this isn't offensive from a cultural perspective. This is just offensive from like a storytelling perspective because it's just yeah, it's, just, it's so silly. It makes no sense. I, I don't think anybody read this through. <laughs> I feel <laughs> it, it feels like somebody wrote an idea and pasted another idea, and nobody did the um. You know those those two things actually kind of counteract each other. Yeah, I think it's, again, um, that lack of attention to detail and also an extraordinarily missed opportunity here. Like, as we were talking about with the Chancellor, like, this, the Chamberlain also has, um, in its, in its, like, strange 70s terrible mixed salad of woes, like, of, of, like, jobs, (laughs) like, it's, there's so many chances here to have an adventure or to use this NPC in a way that could be really cool and be super fulfilling. Um, and I, and it's just sort of put by the wayside, like the fact that I think, I think it's really clear based off of these few paragraphs that, um, whoever wrote this does not expect any of our PCs to want to engage with these people a lot, except for maybe on the perimeter, like, oh, you have to make an appointment to see the emperor. So you gotta talk to the chancellor, or you know, you you gotta we're we're gotta figure out like gifts. You know, you're giving a gift to the emperor. Here's a chicken. Like the chamberlain will take care of the chicken. Um, but that's sort of the extent of it, and it, it's just I don't know. It's 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 sort of just like filler, really. It, it feels very proliferate. Like it's like this is yeah. something that you that you could touch on, but it will probably never come to pass. And if it does come to pass, it's more like this world-changing event versus like 
this is something that the players have direct interactions with. Yeah, yeah. I think it, Mackenzie, mm-hmm. you said that. Yeah, uh, and there's yeah. none of them have names. No, because well, they're, 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 they're faceless bureaucrats who die very fairly frequently. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like a horrible job posting where they list everything that they want the candidate to do, and you're like, oh, no, this is the absolute so startup. This is like the absolute tech, like toxic tech startup. Like, it's like, must oh, wear yeah. many hats. Must be a self-starter. Oh, <laughs> now, th- thanks for reminding me of all of those job descriptions I saw for startups, and I'm just like, no. As someone who's worked at several startups in the past, this is exactly what you would. Yeah, this is. It's very true. I, there are a lot of I academic positions like this too, where they're yeah. like, must do everything and some, some more. Be, be willing to work in a high, pay, in a, in like what is a fast-paced. Um, exciting environment. Yeah, yeah. Those those words, fast paced, exciting. Uh, it's, yeah. You have to you have to bring your own neck a, guard for beheadings or a bring deadline your own driven antidotes. environment. It's a deadline driven environment. Oh my god! Uh, must be open to feedback. You just don't uh, see the space between dead and line, so it's it's a deadline <laughs> line of people who have died. Oh yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not really the the one dead. singular word deadline, it's the word dead and dead line. line. <laughs> there, there's just like, there's so much here that could be better. And and I oh think the, the thing that we've seen with comparing Caratour to the Oriental Adventures Handbook is that Caratour is just kind of lazy. It's just kind of lazy. Um, uh, and I think... I think we've laughed more on Asians Represent. I think we've laughed more about Caratour than we have any other thing that we've read. Um, I think on if I were to rank things based on our current status and all of them right now, I'll say that like the most offensive thing that we've read on Asians Represent is easily Kindred of the East. Don't get me started on Kindred of the yeah, East. Yeah, easily <laughs> Kindred of the East. Um, and then very likely Al-Qadim. <laughs> And I would say, like, Caratour yeah. is is the least culturally offensive one, and it, but it is the worst written of all of them so far. Black meter off the charts. It's it's lazy writing. And I think that, yeah, it's very similar to a bad movie, like, yeah. like Birdemic. I think, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Of... Are we hating on Birdemic? No, no, no. Birdemic <laughs> is beautiful. But let us, not, let us not forget the fact that many terrible campy movies are... Um, are so because of lazy writing. I, I feel character. like I feel like I'm watching a lot of those really cheesy like mid forties uh, period dramas from China, except they are being except they are given with really bad subtitle captions, and it just hurts me more. <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's one of those things where it's it's lazy writing, but it's and it's it's not on surface level. It's like it's not terribly offensive. It's just lazy but it leaves the doors open for people reading it to fill it in with lazy stereotypes. And oh, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Well, the, that's this the is, problem. this is, this is a primer for that. That's just, yeah. like we said with the chancellor, the chancellor is the conniving, scheming Asian man. The, mm-hmm. the Chamberlain is like the overworked salaryman, basically. Yeah. 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 Right. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I mean, if you come into it, knowing how to like, if you, if you present this to someone, who is looking for a primer on like how to run a game in this setting 
and they don't have that background, they are going to end up filling this in with a lot more of the worst and terrible and detrimental stereotypes that come with playing in, in or like trying to do an Asian quote unquote setting. Yeah. And that's where the problem is. It's not necessarily what's in the book. It's what they expect readers to fill it in. And without providing a good guideline for them to work and operate in this setting, it's going to perpetuate a lot of those stereotypes just yeah. subconsciously rather than actually in the text. I, I think if we were just if you were to say it in like a sentence it's like this book does not equip players with the tools to respectfully portray Asian fantasy cultures. Um, yep. Yep. So far, it's just comical, and, and you know what? It, and it, it, in fact, equips people with the tools to uh, tell stories that are at the that are told at the expense of Asian culture and history. Uh, but let's let's move on because, believe it or not, we've only done three what one three yeah, paragraphs. Four, 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 three, four paragraphs. Three paragraphs. Three paragraphs. Because <laughs> one because one because one goes over to the next column. Yeah, so it's technically three paragraphs. Well, oh, at least we're almost done page seven. <laughs> um, so the Emperor's Wu Jen. And so we know the Wu Jen are, are magic users because we read Oriental Adventures. Um, uh, this is also so interesting because, because they also yeah. put their alignment. They said it's mm -hmm. a lawful good human male. But they didn't do that for any of the others. This is a, because odd, this is a specific person. Yeah, yeah, well, but, yeah. there's the but, emperor, but that's that's it. Yeah, I, well, the I emperor guess. has an alignment, though. The emperor does have an alignment, but but they again, they didn't do this for the chancellor and the chamberlain, which would have been interesting. Um, it's just a consistency thing. Yeah. Just, why? Yeah. Just, yeah. Why? Just do it for every I, single one. I think again, this is a product of like. Clearly, they want the Chancellor and the Chamberlain and the Mandarate to be, like, in the periphery. And it's like, ooh, this is a magic user. So, like, here is more deets. So that way, if you Except really want this person to do more. the shortest paragraph out of yeah. all Yeah, but it's, it's the, yeah. the Emperor's Wu Jen is one of the most important advisors. Uh, for it is he who employs the necessary sorceries to see the future, spy upon enemies, and turn away magic threats to the Empire. The Emperor's Wu Jen is usually, but not always, a follower of the Cheng Tao faith, uh, for they are known to be those powerful wizards in all of Sholung. That told me absolutely nothing about the NPC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that... who Kao Shan Ten is. Uh, I just know that they spy on people, and they're a diviner. And yeah, they there were there were these people, there were characters like this in Chinese courts. Uh, divination mm -hmm. is super important. Um, mm -hmm. but didn't really tell us about this character and honestly didn't tell us too much about the, this particular important individual, because if the emperor always has a Wu Jen, yes, they, they're not all, they're usually, but not always a follower of a particular faith. I would have just said they were a, fo a follower of a particular faith and this causes religious tension in show because mm -hmm. that would be very interesting if the emperor favors a particular sect um for their yeah. for their sort of needs i think i would i think that would be more interesting um but also, also like because, how is this person selected and if we're going to be given a specific person here so the emperor is a character this is a character the other roles that we've read are that they're roles they're vague categories that just 
are there for drama, but this is a person. So what's their relationship with the emperor like? Well, they are a tool for the emperor. Yeah, but we could get more than a short paragraph on their interactions and like you said, like how did they get the job also? Yeah, just what's the relationship like between these two named characters? Yeah, like also like how does everyone else per perceive this character? Because there's also that like, okay, yeah, it's a role, but you you only get, you, you describe the role more than the person. So, so why did they put the alignment in at all? <laughs> like, why would you bother putting a name and an alignment? It's like you might as well have just removed those two lines out completely. Just left that that short paragraph as is, and because you've already committed to this sequence of the 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 DM has to has to add their their take on it as it is. Yeah, it's um. I'm already seeing some formatting issues into the next section, the high priest, because they name mm -hmm. the high priest, but they don't put the alignment or anything like that there. It's literally a paragraph after. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that yep. would, if you were to pick one that wouldn't have, say, an alignment or a name, I would have made it the Wu Gen. And I would have made them a collective. Yeah. And it would have been like a council of Wu Jen, and the council yeah. of Wu Jen kind of are at odds with the chancellor and the chamberlain. Yeah, Again, yeah. because they all have agendas. Yeah, mm -hmm. they all have agendas because also because they are strict followers of a particular faith. Mm -hmm. Like there's so so much potential for really interesting storytelling here. And yet. And yet. <laughs> and yet. Like, I, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of really great potential, especially because, you know, we, we have monks who are also serving as you know, protectors of several members of the royal family. And then we also have these magic users who are of a particular faith. It's, it's all, there's a lot of really wonderful potential here. But like Mackenzie very articulately said, the, the lack of any kind of signposts or, or like overarching like philosophy in terms of how to approach this material. Um, just invites like the worst assumptions. So it does. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's just inconsistent. So let, let's speak of inconsistent. Let's yeah, go to the high, the high priest. Yeah, let's go. Oh, See the high boy. priest. What's up with this one? Oh boy! As high I skimmed priest. a little ahead and I cried. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I skimmed a little. I cried on the inside and I'm ready to cry again. Come on, let's uh, go. Yep. Let's do it. As high priest of the official faith. The royal abbot is responsible for the spiritual concerns of the royal family. It is he who makes sure the proper sacrifices are observed, that the imperial family is devout, um, <clears throat> and are proper symbols of the path, and that the emperor's proclamations do not contend with the writings of the path. At least that is the theory. Oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like at least that's what's supposed to happen. It's at like, least that's what's supposed to happen. Why? Why? Then why write why? the paragraph? <laughs> okay, well, well, okay. Well, one thing we have to remember is that this character, the book, is being written for a white character. Oh yeah. yeah. Right, right, remember, this is supposed uh, to be uh, observations. By an omnipresent dragon, like yeah. I don't yeah. know what this in theory thing is. Either it's happening or it's not. Well, the dragon's like, well, I guess this is supposed to happen, but let me tell you why it doesn't. But that's mm. not really what that sentence says. It's like not in theory, 
It says that is the theory. Whose theory? What is it? It's, right. it's like it's 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 trying to be cute. It's trying to be yeah. clever. It's and, trying to yeah. be wink wink oh. at the wink wink at the uh, the the reader. Like hey hey hey, I can't wink with that eye. Hey. <laughs> hey. I was trying and I was like, no, it's not happening. It's like, here's the surface level appearance, but here's how it really going, but we won't tell anybody. I also just, uh, I have to stop at the mention of proper sacrifices without actually going into detail what about is what that? that is. What yeah, is what it? is yeah. that? Because it's one other thing. It's a get it offer. It, it opens the door for the worst assumptions and it, definitely sets the stage for very Human for portraying sacrifice. things as super bar like that that going into that yeah. super savage and barbaric trope which is like not great and also very much not how sacrifices in especially like animistic religions go and it definitely again it just opens that door for a very you know not bloodthirsty but those very stereotypical like orientalist you know they what they want religion to yeah. be scary Primitive. here they yeah. want it to be yeah. scary they want it to feel as though it exists in opposition to the religions and the civilized religions of the west um they they're hitting all the buzzwords here they're mm -hmm. like oh responsible for spiritual concerns sacrifice devotion right mm -hmm. um Without and we we read the path we we were not that far removed from it we haven't read that much, um, and we we the talked ever narrowing and branching path yeah the ever narrowing and branching path I don't even that's somewhere here um, the weird mitosis path where it goes yeah. Yeah. and then it goes back <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, but yeah it's uh, it's it's lazy um, yes now. Yes. The high priest confers the deific name upon the emperor upon his death. Uh, in all things, he is the spiritual teacher of the empire. This in turn gives him great influence over the temples and monasteries. Many a high priest has taken bribes to sway the empire. So they, they are, yeah, to sway the empire. I'm just going to finish reading it. I'll, I'll let, I'll let yes. Mackenzie sh shed tears. Um, uh, Ignore uh, me. Just let me cry in silence. <laughs> Even even upright men have sometimes proven too zealous uh, in their punishment of false beliefs. The current high priest is Kung Pu Mok. Uh, vain, arrogant, and stubborn, he longs to establish the power of the path once and for all. He believes that... I'm just, I'm just so distracting watching all of your reactions. Um, I can't with this. <laughs> Let's just he, get through the section. We gotta get through the I'm, section. Okay, trying, we can do it. I'm trying. <laughs> he believes that no earthly ruler can truly understand the will of heaven and that the empire should become a theocracy. Kung Pu Mok also harbors a not so secret desire for the emperor's third daughter. The princess, <laughs> Come on, Daniel. The princess Pai. Although she has spurned oh. his advances oof, although she has spurned his advances several times, he hopes that the Black Chung Tao will help him win her love. In exchange, he has allowed the Black Ones to place spies and sorcerers into the court disguised as monks of the Shouling faith. Why does this, this feel like, like a really... Why does this sound like a really bad ripoff of Jafar from Disney's Aladdin? Also, yeah. Frollo. I got Frollo, like... 
Not yeah, Frollo. Frollo yeah, vibes. it's really yeah. Frollo. It's Wait, really what, Frollo. What is what is Frollo? I'm hunting for Notre Dame. Oh, he's. Huh, yes. There we go. The guy there who you sings go. like the best villain song of all time, Hellfire. Because it's it is yeah. the genuinely most creepy Cream. villain song. Yes. Yeah, of all yeah. time. It is really good because it's so creepy. So yep. So let's go and talk about why this is by far the worst one. So, well, let's talk about why. So they start off with, it's just poor writing to begin with. Yeah. And then, and then Mackenzie's face changed when we got to, many a high priest has taken bribes to sway the emperor. And, and here's where they kind of change their tone. They immediately start with, you know, this is like the, the religious leader of Sholung. Mm -hmm. This is the person who ensures that, you know, People kind of stay in line, how we, like we talked about, how, how the emperor can, you know, maintain their, what is historically in real life, the mandate of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. If the emperor loses the mandate of heaven, then their legitimacy is eroded and gone, right? And things can happen to, to ha like, so if there's famine in the land, if there are floods, if there's constant strife and war, these are signs that the emperor has lost the favor of the heavens, Right? Yeah. And it is the high priest's job here in this fictional setting to make sure that the emperor does not lose at least that their public sense of divine favor. But then just like every single one except for the very underdeveloped Wu Zhen, they're corruptible. Because, you know, Chinese characters, Chinese bureaucrats are almost exclusively portrayed as you know morally corrupt individuals yeah i want to i want to comment though that this is very it's very stereotypically it follows a lot of the chinese stereotypes of the 80s for the fact that chinese people at that time period were perceived as very money hungry yep uh and so it's and Notice all three of those positions minus the Wu Jen so far have all basically said they've taken bribes yeah. Yep. This... Or implied as such by saying they have access to like gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Like the Chamberlain's like, oh yeah, he doesn't have to take bribes because he's has access to the actual treasury. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? Good luck bribing him <laughs> with money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like they also went out of their way to make the high priest like lecherous. Like. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I mean, this this is this is yeah. the Fu Manchu character. This is, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. like, we need to just start passing out Fu Manchu, like, mustaches to everyone in the bureaucracy here. Yeah. I mean, this is the Fu Manchu, yeah. this is the villainous Asian, this is yellow peril. Like, Absolutely. written, yeah. coded into Karatur. Um, and then, and then, of course, you know, it goes into, he has, he, he very publicly lusts after the Emperor's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is again the yellow peril thing of like, oh, a lecherous, creepy, corrupt, like Asian man, East Asian man, like he's going after like a, a prized beauty of of the society. Like that can't that can't be good. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and then and then it goes into hoping I don't know if we've Encountered the Black Tongue Tao? I don't, I don't know think if we've seen so. them yet. 
And, and this is just a, this is just another yeah. form of bad writing where they're just yeah. dropping names without providing any context. Yep. And it's just like when you've let them into the court as monks of the, the sh- as like disguised as monks of the Shoaling path. It's like it it not it undermines the religious authority of this nation and it it not only says, "Oh, you need to like it puts the onus on the people who have entered into the setting. Like you have to not only save the princess, you have to save them, quote unquote, from this entirely corrupt religion. And it's it's essentially enabling the the, the colonizer conquistador um, mindset. Yeah, Daniel. Right Daniel, now. what did you see? <laughs> Daniel, what did you see? So I read ahead. No, we're still dealing with you this. You got to the court painter, didn't you? I, did. I already warned you. I warned you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Come back. I already you read it ahead. Too far into the like, yeah, wait until we get to the court painter. <laughs> I don't know okay. if there's much left to say other than the reason I went like, oh, for one part was another one of the princesses finally got a name. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Like, oh, she has a name. Cool. Thank you. We have a name for a princess that's then, also on an offhand comment. I was also thinking, because I'm not familiar with all forms of Asian names, but what does Kung Pu Mok sound like? Is it coded Chinese? Mok, or... mok, is, mok, mok is Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Mok is Chinese. I just, yeah, I don't know. But, but so either far, way. Yeah, we basically have this, and I think this is essentially the the lusting after this like this woman and sort of the imperative it it immediately strikes an emotional chord right within all of Mm -hmm. us and i think that's very very manipulative Mm -hmm. of the writing um and it's it's like after all of these paragraphs of just nothing like oh here's a creep and it's like yeah this is like one clearly set up to be the big like a big bad that the PCs could fight, but two, it's also just a reflection as a whole of like this this bureaucracy. Yes, the emperor may be good, but look at all of these yellow peril villains working under him, particularly this guy. Yeah, the emperor is surrounded was... by by evil people. Yeah, I think also yeah. this high priest position would hit harder with like a Western Christian audience too where priesthood is supposed to be chased <laughs> a lot of the time not not all yeah. of christianity you know what i mean but like that whole idea that this is particularly bad that he's lusting after the princess not because he's a man of power or whatever but also because he's priest and, and and also wants to overthrow the empire and make it into a theocracy <laughs> yeah yeah there's that too you know <laughs> there's definitely a very like uh, baiting, almost, I would say baiting sort of yeah. the Western secular mindset here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. This, mm-hmm. it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things where it doesn't, because it doesn't let a culture, like they've already drawn historically from a real life culture with the Mandarinate, but they've decided instead to project and insert Western theocracy on top of it rather than doing research into like actually looking into how religion would function and you know, developing a different system of belief. There's there's much potential oh. to look into that, but they just were like, nah, let's just slap some Western theocracy on top of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to clarify. So Chung so Chung Tao in the text is actually their the the Shenglao name for the way. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. 
Is it? So they're okay. so, but they don't reference this until way later in Fates of Shang Lao. <laughs> All right. Well, of course. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm not what, surprised. When we eventually get there in 2030. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Also, like, I, I also just like, what is the black? Child? Yeah. And so I guess the black Chung Lao is like the the antithesis of the way. It's like, but what is it? <laughs> How is it supposed to like help him win her love? Like, yeah. And also, like, <laughs> hello, it, Forgotten it just, it, Realms wiki. Also, just, just like it, moving it, forward it, in the yeah. world, can we stop equating black with bad? Like, yeah, yeah, evil version of something does not have to be the black version of it. Like, stop it. Just don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Be more it, creative. It's kind of, it's kind of like how in Chinese in Chinese language, it's the same way with like left anything left handed is always attributed as bad, and Sinister. everyone's just like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, just well, don't. maybe they're just trying to do the whole yin and yang thing, which is also just false. Yeah, don't. That's not how it works. That's not yeah. how it works. No. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm just. It, uh, I, I'm. I'm reading the. The world doesn't need it. Forgotten Realms wiki. I'm oh. just wondering, out of curiosity, is is the is is equating like black with like bad or evil? Is that a primarily is that derived primarily from Western thought? Because I know I there's that's... a lot of cultures that like yeah. black isn't associated as the color of evil or bad. Like, well, I know. I, I think very, this is this yeah. is very much the the intersection of you know our. Um, I think it's the very, very much the intersection of modern discourse, right? Mm -hmm. And I say modern within the last like hundred years, um, like modern discourse, and you know them trying to use Chinese tropes. So with the way they are very, very clearly, but it's in poor taste. They're very, very clearly trying to have yin and yang. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying to do, right? But. What they're saying, like, you know, yin and yang, positive and negative, doesn't necessarily mean good and bad. And that's where they go wrong. And that's where it's also in bad taste when you, like Emma said, you say, well, we're constantly saying black is bad, right? The void is bad, right? It, it's, it's dark is evil. Dark is evil. Dark is, is evil. concealed and hidden and negative. Like, that's. There, 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 there's a lot of nuance in, you know, yin and yang and Chinese spiritualism. And that's lost here when you simply say the white ones and the black ones, because that is just terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, it's baiting Western sense like Western uh, sensibilities. Stereotypes. Yeah. Sensibilities. Yeah. I do want to like do a quick tangent um, addressing like how people try and fix this problem in modern world building where they try and fix a problem of white is good, black is bad by just simply switching them. And that doesn't solve the problem necessarily because it's not the problem is in part the like associating the colors. Yes, but it's also the the. The complete dichotomy and the, the, binary. Complete... the, the binary between good the and evil. The binary is the problem. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my preference is that there isn't a coded good and evil. Yeah. Because good and evil are, you know, in our fantasy worlds, very relative. Mm -hmm. um, that's why people act so yeah. passionately. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Well, there are, you know, things that are objectively evil. You know, differences in thought aren't necessarily, you know, good and evil depending on what you're thinking about, right? Um, but I think here, they're just like, oh, there is just another religion. 
And since they are coded black and since they are acting in opposition to the emperor, they are therefore evil. And I think that's the bad part here. Um, let's go for a little like, oh, Adam Ali, I hate you. Adam Ali just in the chat. I saw that, I saw that too. I, that was it. Like, like, oh, oh. <laughs> We're not going to talk about alignment. Oh, alignment. Oh, God. <laughs> No, 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 no. So, so for the audio, so for the listeners in, in, in on the podcast, uh, Adam Ali, who who is a wonderful moderator for our Twitch and Discord communities, and a cast member in our well, we'll see how long. I'm just kidding. A cast member in our Alcadim stream, um, Adam Ali said, "But, but Daniel, if there is no good and evil dichotomy, how does alignment work?" Um, and just blah, blah. Um, we're gonna we'll have to do a whole episode of the wrap-up on alignment but yeah anyways um let's try to go go for a i was gonna say this is a palate cleanser but no it's not (laughs) Um, but also is that a pun i was like i'm like is that a pun it was it was but then it was just It was a pun, and then it hit too close to home, and now we're just... It hit too sad. close to home. It's also again. <laughs> hit way too close to home. Um, so I'm going to... Let's go to court painter, poet, and historian. Um, again, all one person. All, no, they're not. No. Oh, interesting. But but there's Ooh. only one court painter, only one poet, and one historian. Um, yeah. So constantly changing uh. as the fashions... Um, as the fashions at court change, the court painter and poet serve, or maybe there's two, serve the will of the emperor by composing works, works of poetry or art honoring his reign. The court historian is appointed for life, as his task is to chronicle the events of the court and the dynasty. The current post for the court uh, poet is vacant since the death of the previous appointee last year. This is also the first time they're mentioning like times, like, oh, last year. Okay. Um, there is growing sentiment in court that the position should be offered to the Tulungian, okay, Tulungian wow. minstrel Tan Nong, author of the popular Romance of the Three Lords. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, the promotion of a renegade, any run from Tulung, is a politically divisive issue. I love how lazy they are. They're like, okay, we don't want to put Romance of the Three Kingdoms in here, so we're going to call it Romance of the Three Lords. It just makes I, it I, sound like it's a love triangle between three lords. I mean, and that's actually still better. That's actually still better drama, honestly. I would I watch like, I, Look, I'd be into that. I'd I'm, read I'm, I'm that. Down. Yeah, but that's not. That's totally not what they mean here. Regrettably, yeah. <laughs> not what they mean here. Okay, all right. So, people on AO3, you have your assignment. Go write Romance of the Three Lords. Romance of the Three Lords. We should just we should just have a, a one shot and we'll call it Romance of the Three Lords. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> it's a romance. It's a I'm romance it. dating sim. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I, I think with, with this, it's. First of all, they said the court poet died. Why? How? Right. It's. In... Why, why is it why is it worth saying that the current post is vacant and they're and, and they're like okay it's vacant and then there are people who want somebody from another nation to fill this role but it's like that's like saying like 
in, in modern politics, that's like saying, yes, the advisor to Justin Trudeau um, in in the realm of museums should be filled by somebody from, you know, America. It, it, it doesn't make sense where you're talking about government. Because what they're essentially saying is there needs to be a foreign ambassador or a foreign politician or a foreign bureaucrat fill a role within a different nation. Especially when this is like a creative role. Well, yeah. And, 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 but it's simply because they wrote a popular book. It's, it's the equivalent of saying like, Yes, the next person who should be America's next musician should be Justin Bieber. Bless. Gross. <laughs> because uh, just, yummy just, because just, yummy just, got a Grammy nod. <laughs> uh, just just end my life now. Uh. <laughs> There's so much I dislike about that sentence that I my brain has just gone flatline. I'm sorry, but yeah. don't It's just because you're just like well, I also want to. <laughs> that, that's the face right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is that is the face, the best. I need a pin of that face. Like... Somebody screenshot wanna... that. Oh yeah, I, I want to say though that they they this is the first time they also indicate that too long is like objectively a rebellious state. And yeah. this is where they go. That's where this. That's where the drama is. You're. They want to put in a well-known author from the renegade country to come and be in the as a court position. Drama. But it's also a court poet. Like they just say in one sentence, the court historian or the historian of Sholong is there for life. Moving on. <laughs> yep. It's like, that's a huge deal. Like I, you would think you would want to give them a name because they've been there yeah. for so long. Or yeah, well, make, the, like, make the drama around official history, not the, the freaking poet, which can be historical and super important, but also like... Yeah. But that uh, makes it great for the dynamics of like the, the, the minister of propaganda, because it's like history versus propaganda all the time. Well, is <laughs> history not is history not propaganda? I, it is, but... It's now, all one but, elaborate story, but still, like... It seems like a big position to just be like, oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's here for life. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just... And then there's the painter. See, if the court historian like, oh, was actually the one who's in charge of propaganda, that's the best. I... That totally yeah. is it. Is it clear? Yeah. Okay, it's clear that the court historian is a single individual, but is it clear that the painter and poet are separate or a single responsibility? I would say it looks be... like it because serve is a plural verb. Does, does, so does that, that yeah. means then if you are the court painter and poet, you need to be a master of both of those very different arts. I think they're separate. Yeah. They're separate. So, they're I separate, they're but separate. then they don't mention the painter at all, which bothers me so no. much. Well, they're... I mean... Yeah, that's Chilling. also part of propaganda, but maybe I don't. I, I mean, that says a lot about like the pri the artistic priorities, I guess, of this court. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, they, 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 or they're they keep... just always there doing little paintings. Well, they can't <laughs> like, prioritize art because they're constantly fighting and being assassinated and poisoned. And you can never do a portrait because, yeah, that person could be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> keep starting over. <laughs> well, honestly, that could be that could be a really like funny little footnote. It's like this minor NPC is the court painter, and because of the drama of the court and because of the high turnover of staff, the court painter has never finished. A painting, yes. never yeah. finished. Or, like, or, like, oh, or very interesting. Out. 
You could say that the court painter has adopted a unique style that allows them to quickly paint. And their style is mm -hmm. minimalistic. And then you talk about the artistic style of show and why their style is minimalistic. And you relate it to this history of yeah. the court painter who is literally setting the style for the yeah. entire nation. Boom. Mm -hmm. Fixed. That's so cool. That's yeah. genuinely pretty cool. And also yeah, freaking that. hilarious that an art style developed because people can't stop dying. Well, yeah. that right. But that's that's like yeah. very interesting. So when yeah. people are like, well, why is this art style so minimalistic and, and simple? Well, it's like art and pragmatism kind of meeting. Yep. And then yeah. it's that art style of one individual and their individual circumstances permeating the artistic landscape, right? Or and if then you just feel, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, because you are an artist. Thinking, like, <laughs> there's no, there's actually a very um, known thing, and in, in like Renaissance Europe, there were a ton of artistic workshops uh, where they basically had like their students paint like all of these people in the exact same pose, which is basically like hand and shirt kind of Napoleon. And then the master would go in and just paint the face. And I have a feeling like it would also be hilarious. Like just eyes. Maybe like just they it also like you just gotta like if you walk into the court painters like workshop, like you have all of these canvases with just like no face because then it's like, ah yes, the new person, let me just do the face. It was a template. Yeah, okay. It's a template. It's a template. But see, so if you say if you say that this is do. if you say that this is the template, and then you could let let's let's go let's let's make something cool. If you say that they made a template, then we could also say that this necessitated the invention of the printing press. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like mass production. Yeah, and that's how yeah. that's what you know kind of got them started on that. That would be neat. That'd be yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Um, but anyways, let's keep going. Uh, oh the nobility. <laughs> the noble class is the weakest of all the many factions at court. I, I love just, <laughs> I'll just say they at court. Um, a typical lord having far less power than the average minister. No shit. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> although, I mean, although each lord I mean, has the average own, of three. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Although each lord has his own private army, these are kept small by imperial decree and must act in conjunction with the provincial governors when the empire faces a threat. These are just militias. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the nobility, of course, chafes under the restrictions and therefore is a hotbed of dissent and rebellion. What the, isn't? What, what isn't? is it what at is this it? point? At this point, everyone's just kind of unified in that. They just... What are we fighting about? Let's be angry. <laughs> Meanwhile, the court page is just like, face. oh god, oh god, oh god, another one, another god, one. God, another face. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> See, then you have the, the you, you have uh, you, this is this is the meme. You have the court painter. You have their style, and it's just DJ Khaled. It's just like another one, <laughs> over and over again. Yep. Um, God, I don't, I don't. We've just met this court painter, but I love them. They're I my love new the favorite I, NPC. The, the, the court painter's the my favorite. <laughs> yeah, this is a beleaguered person, just like, oh God, like you've got. Here we go again. Walk. Here um, we go. And, okay, and they have, and they actually pull out like a big rolling sheet for a war battle, and it's just basically a bunch of people on horses with okay. templates. Okay, you're, it's just you're, like which is just blank faces, and they just like fill in the faces. So, so y'all are gonna love this. The various noble houses constantly ally and re-ally to determine the best way of taking power from the bureaucracy and the priesthood. Plots are constantly afoot. 
the Ministry of the Security of the State. Get that. Ministry of the Security of the State is ever vigilant <laughs> to the perfidy of the noble lords. Okay, so it's like not only are the top high echelons, with the exception of our beloved court painter, are just incredibly corrupt and like like power grabbing, but it's like yeah, no, the next tier down, same thing. Same thing. Everyone is. Same thing. Everyone is, and they also fight amongst each other. Like the the no this section on the nobility all really only serves to say that there are all of these little regional private armies. Mm -hmm. It's fiefdom. Yeah. It's yeah. fiefdom. Yeah. But it's, but it's. Mm. It, it they haven't connected any of this chaos to the emperor either. Like they're not trying to take over the empire by getting rid of the emperor. They're just trying to replace the bureaucracy. Yeah, because the bureaucracy and the empire emperor are separate from one another. Yeah, but like, I. Uh... You know what they're doing here? They're they're trying to do the the oh, the shogun and the daimyo. And it's totally what they're doing here. It's 100% what they're doing. Yeah. And then, it's yep. Warring States period kind of. Yeah. Well, stuff. I guess at this yeah. point it's like Emperor, Shogun, Daimyo is what they're doing, what they're trying to show here. Um, that just makes it kind of worse. I'm sorry I said that. I what, what the thing the thing too that also is like I walk away from this description with this idea of like I just they're just squabbling children right like this is not a very good depiction well so far not much has been very good in terms of depicting any of these things but it's like this in particular it, it just it's a very petty very small very like inconsequential part of of this government and its structure and it's i don't know it, it just it it brings it in such an infantilizing way almost at least for me like yeah. kids fighting over candy. Exactly. Kids yeah. fighting yeah. over candy. And they're like, and they're, yeah, because like they keep allying and then re allying, whatever that means. <laughs> re ally. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they can't seem to get themselves straight um, and unified. So, yeah, it's just a bunch of squabbling kids. And that's kind of sad. Yep. So let's, let's go into the thing that they're trying to overthrow the bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, separate from what has happened before? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah apparently. So we have all of the bureaucracy and then we have the, the bureaucracy. bureaucracy. Right, because we have to cover because after this we also have to cover the examination and all the ministries that exist. <laughs> I, I feel oh, like no. oh god, oh, god damn it! What did oh, I, I really my, need an orb oh. chart? Uh, my eyes just read ahead to examine. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read it ahead earlier and I was just like, oh, we're gonna have a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, bureaucracy then. Ugh. Ooh, I wanna. Uh, no, I wanna read ahead and I wanna roll a d20 to see which department of the ministry I'm gonna be placed <laughs> no, 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 in. No, no, no. We gotta, we gotta get through this. We okay, gotta we gotta get, get, get there. We gotta get there. We gotta end we gotta the episode. Eat our we gotta okay. eat our veggies before we get dessert. Okay. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> We, we can do it. We can do it. Okay, let's, okay, let's do it. The bureaucracy controls the day-to-day -day operations of the vast empire spanning nearly 2,000 miles and over 30 million people. 30 million? That's it? That's a lot. For tw okay, first of all, for 2,000 miles for 30 million people, the population density of that is absurd, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is... This is uh, 
a land in like constant chaos. There seem to be no restrictions on where people live. It's. I'm honestly surprised they only said 30 million people. Um, it is a lot, though. You're right. Uh, it is the single most powerful force in the empire. For although the emperor's will is law, it is the actions of the bureaucracy that enforce that law and make it reality. Uh, the bureaucracy was not always this powerful. From the beginning, as a group of court scribes in the Li dynasty, it gradually grew as lax nobles delegated more of their authority to the clerics. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to over, overlook that one because it's just a D&D term at this point. It was during the War of the Nobles, the Warring States period, that the bureaucracy first came into its own. Embracing the faith of the nine ravelers as its own, the bureaucracy quickly found ways to play the various noble houses off of each other by controlling access to the imperial, uh, imperial person? I mean, the emperor? What? what? Uh, I guess There's so. so many things I... that are mentioned in this paragraph that have I don't remember mentioning earlier. What, are, what is have... the faith of the nine ravelers? Uh, no, it's, so we won't get to that until we get to the face of the show God, of the show long with... chapter. Okay, sure. And, sure. and for whatever sure. reason, I don't know why they chose to move it out. Like they put the apostrophe R because they're trying to make it exotify it. Because it's literally called the the faith of the nine travelers. So I don't know why they bothered to do. Oh, it. so it's Ravelers. supposed to be travelers, ravelers. Okay. Ah, as a fiber, as a person who does fiber art, yeah. these are two very different things. <laughs> Those yeah, are different words. <laughs> that's also not how brief. That's not how shorthand works. No, no. one ever just chops off. <laughs> What are you like talking about? We play Ungeons and Raggins. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's like it's like Latin Ravel yeah. I don't know. Uh, Raveler tray. Raveler tray. No, not even in Pig Latin, it's the entire Yeah, the it would entire be Abler's tray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So some, ah. some people are saying like maybe it was a spelling error. No, no, there's an apostrophe and an uppercase yeah, R. Yeah, that's there. that's literally they somebody trying to exotify it. Totally intentional. Yeah. But they're two different things. Are they raveling yarn or are they traveling? <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, I mean, given the the cyclical nature of some of the writing here, it's pretty much raveling in yarn. Okay. Anyways, anyways, let's yeah. let's keep going. Requests were misplaced, decrees rewritten, and records of inheritance lost as clever clerks and scribes cut arrogant nobles down a notch. By the late 400s, the power of the nobility um, had been broken forever in a sea of paperwork. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. That's just bad. That's cool. just bad. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're sure. gonna get. We're gonna get to the examinations. Um, the final form of the bureaucracy was established. The final form, Super Saiyan Four. Uh, during, I guess not anymore. It's changed. Anyways, don't call me out on that. Was established during the tenure of Lao Chin Mao. Realizing that a nation the size of the empire required a steady hand upon the wheel of state, the sage codified much of the manners and rules in, of proper behavior into his massive Book of Heaven. Among the principles of the book was the concept of the superior man, or the Chao Teng Tu Jen. The superior man, in Lao Chin's view, understood the ways of heaven and tradition. He did not seek to command, but to lead by example. Based on Lao Jin's principles, a new class of bureaucrat arose, 
a man who was educated, cultured, and a gentleman. These early superior men called themselves the Mandarinade, and they remain today the model for superior governance within the empire. Bureaucracy is organized into. Why didn't this come first? Why didn't yeah, they just yeah. like, here's the Mandarinade, and then they're doing it again? They, like, like literally, that section should have been before all the other positions. Yep. The, yeah. bu yeah, the bureaucracy is organized into eight great ministries: state, war, magic, faith, sea, agriculture, public works, and security of. This completely this... undermines everything that they just wrote on the previous page. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, it does. Of of the eight. State is the most powerful, covering 15 separate departments and having in, I want to see that org chart now, having indirect <laughs> command yeah. over the Ministry of State Security as well. The various ministries constantly jockey for position in an ever-shifting government, for no one is entirely safe from falling into political disfavor. In a single word, the emperor may choose to abolish or create a ministry, as Kai Chin did when establishing the Department of the Gathering of the Pearls in 2589. This, combined with his wide-reaching network of spies and censors, helped the Son of Heaven maintain control over his sprawling empire of bureaucrats. Yeah, this so the is emperor so is in charge of the bureaucracy uh, as and has they direct impact on it. The, mm. like, there's no mention of that anywhere else earlier, mm. really, other than when they're like in charge of the sprawling bureaucracy. Mm. Anyways, are we talking about like Confucius here? They're talking about Confucius yeah. here. <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking about Confucius um, but also like I just there's this whole idea that like you know the like tradition and living in the past mm. that's Chinese people and it's just oh, hate that anyways yeah. this section this section should have gone before it should have gone before the Mandarinate here or combined with the Mandarinate section here um, also it the Mandarin has the Chancellor, the Chamberlain, and the Emperor's Wujen, the High Priest, and all of these. But then the Mandarinate is just supposed to be educated, cultured, and superior but, men. But they're like the core of the bureaucracy. It's very they seem confusing. To be in charge. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's honestly, it's genuinely hard to tell if the Mandarinate is an encompassing like header and everything else beneath it is like under it, yeah. or if it's separate. It's genuinely hard to tell because of how it's formatted, and that's just the, that's just a poor graphic design error. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Poor layout error. Mm -hmm. I, I I honestly like in my head, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, where does where do like the like every where does the chancellor fall? Where does the chamberlain fall? Like, how does it all work down? Again, there's no org chart. I'm scrolling. Organizational management mm -hmm. is important. Okay, so so let's yeah. let's keep going because because we we want to find team. out what department or ministry we are going to be placed in. Yes, please. <laughs> um, yes. The foundation of the bureaucracy is the civil service examination. Okay, this is historical China. History, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the examination is a way of assuring that only the most qualified will run the empire, and that they will be selected in a fair and equitable way by ability, Except not everyone's rank. Corrupt. Except everyone's corrupt. So it doesn't matter. Uh, the <laughs> concept of the examinations was first introduced by the sage Lao Chin Mao in 580, uh, 581, and immediately was favored by the Mandarinate. But the Mandarinate is the result of the exams. Lao Chin Mao? Okay. Oh. Uh, it, they're saying that the examinations, 
because the examinations historically are like, you know, will qualify you to be in the Mandarinate. But they're mm-hmm. saying that the Mandarinate already exists. This is a chicken and egg thing, except it's Mandarinate yeah. and exams. Uh, that's just nitpicking. But anyways. Uh, and immediately was favored by the Mandarinate, who saw it as a way to break the power of the nobles even further. The examinations are held every year in the city of Pingchao, eight days after the new year. Okay. It's thing on, like, Chinese New Year lasts, like, three weeks. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, um... <laughs> yeah. The the examinations take place over a 10-day period with several thousand applicants attending. Each applicant is in, is enclosed for 10, hour, 10 hours in a small chamber, um, one of some 2,000 covering the vast examination field at the edge of Pingchao. The applicants are tested on their knowledge of the classics, the Book of War, the Book of Heaven, and the Histories. At the command of the Emperor Kai Qin, mathematics, physics, and science have recently been added to the examinations, although the Mandarinate opposes this as a breach in tradition. God, cut that last sentence out. Uh, just, 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 just cut the last half of that sentence out. Because I like the fact that they were like, yeah, math, physics, science. Got to be like up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'll, those three things were never not a part of... Yeah, but but that means yeah. 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 but but that also means that the exams up until this point were just like religion, the histories and, and the, history, yep. histories History and, and literature, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like the importance of different academic fields will fluctuate throughout history. So it's not unreasonable, but it's silly to say that the China, uh, you know, a civilization that invented many of the important things in the world, um, wouldn't have that. But anyway. And it's it's also it's it's putting the Western dichotomy of yes. science against religion yep. onto it's like the, yeah yeah and that's not how it's been yeah in humanities yep. yeah yeah so and and it, and it puts back at the fact that we're that the Asian people are savage because they don't they want to denounce math and science and and you're just like that's that not wasn't how, the case that wasn't the case so not I, every culture in the world had a weird dichotomy between the humanities and the science a lot of times they coexisted it's just fucking colonizers yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. applicants must take the examinations in the pat oh, applicants must take these of course yeah <laughs> God, why? That's like that's that's like saying that like if you want to get you if you want to take your driver's exam you have to do the test yeah. If you want to get your license, you have to take the test. What? What? If you apply to take, just... but that, that they basically said, if you apply to take the test, you have to take the test. You can't yeah. just dinner. You can't just take a ten-hour nap inside that enclosed space. You have to take the exam. Um, yeah. In the past, emperors frequently appointed men to posts. This was simply a matter of the right bribe. Okay, so they're saying that it's just a bad sentence. They're saying that you have to take the test even to avoid bribes. Um, but recently, the emperor has cracked down on this corrupt practice. However, Emperor Kai Chen still considers the petitions of worthy applicants, uh, no matter what their birth. And he has detailed a Department of Ministry of State. God, I hate that. Um, to seek out those who have shown exceptional ability. Oh, this is just... This is just... Why Why do you have to use the word of state? Like, it, w- there's yeah. no logic to this. What, what, yeah. Why do you have to say department and ministry? That also. Like, um, yeah. The, yeah, it, it, I mean, I think they're trying to say like department within the Ministry of State. Yes, but still, but though. you don't need to capitalize it at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
but they're also saying that they're saying that people brought like had bribes and there's apparent inequality in the examination process but they literally start this section by saying that this is a fair and equitable way of having people participate in the empire um so the big flaw here is that they haven't really outlined what are the prerequisites to even write the exam oh well they sort of set up a a thing for mechanics but not mechanics but not but not lore yeah yeah. 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 So you have to be third level. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a a peasant in show. Like I'm third level. Uh, <laughs> first level. Peasant. You wake up one day. I'm a third, like, I'm a third level. God. I'm a third how, level peasant. I how actually many got bears have tradition. you wrestled for XP? How yeah. many snakes have you killed for XP to get to this? <laughs> yeah. Point? How many snakes gonna, have you encountered? I'm just kind of imagining like Ash waking up in Pokemon. Like I'm ten today. I can finally go. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah. oh, anyways yeah oh my god okay um, so you have to be third level uh, to pass a roll below the character's intelligence score on d20 must be made yep uh, scholars add plus two to intelligence when making the check blah 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 okay so the player must then roll 1d20 to determine which department or ministry he has been placed <laughs> with I want to roll this Oh. Come on, all those Come on Daniel. Awesome Gotta love all those only male pronouns. I'm gonna also I, want, I want the Department yep. of Extinct yeah. Beasts. I want that one so bad. Yeah. Okay, here Ooh, we go. Yeah. That looks yeah. good. Crystal, Crystal D20. You gotta be... It, well, it's not gonna listen to you. I rolled a one. Okay. I literally... I just rolled roll... a... You got the Ministry one... of Faith. Yeah. I got the Ministry of Faith. Ugh, I hate this. I got the <laughs> Department of State Security. How unfortunate. I don't oh, have. Oh, oh wait, I do. Oh, I got the Department of Lost Treasures. Dang it! Ah, oh, that's <laughs> cool. Department of Reclamation. That makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Ministry of War. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta fight. We gotta fight. <laughs> Did anyone notice majoring? that there's also the the Department of Old Majory? Yeah. <laughs> and dead dialects. <laughs> God, there's a Ministry of Dead Language. God. What the hell's Department of Rediscovery? <laughs> I mean, and I ministers know, to the barbarian, barbarian lands, lands, really? No, come on. Come on. I'm going to call this episode I, I... Chicken Diplomacy and Lost Treasures. <laughs> Wait, I rolled again. Old Majory. Uh, I'm Department oh, yeah. of Science, second time around. I, I'm sticking with Lost Treasures because I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think it's like an Indiana Jones thing, maybe. <laughs> I got Department no. of Extinct Beasts on a second roll. My second roll oh, would nice. be a My public works. Why do I get the boring ones? I got the Ministry of Sea. Well, that's not too terrible. Yeah, at least no one got Department of Taxation. Yeah. That Actually, that's probably I the just worst got place Department to be. Department of Taxation. Uh, oh, oh, soon. oh. How this is literally the drama of the entire. Of the, this is literally the drama of the entire game for playing in in Corridor Is literally all the players are trying to be like, okay, which department did you get into? I got into this department, but I wanted that job. <laughs> well, the, well, 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 this is literally the exam arc in any shonen anime. Yes, 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 it is. I also just am like, it's determined randomly, not based on how well you score on certain sections of the exam. Like no, you because, could just randomly because... get put into the dead language department when you're like, dude, I am I failed that part of the exam. I don't know what's yeah. going on. And, and then on top of that, depending on your your intelligence score and how far you rolled from that, it determines your your position in that department. 
I don't know. I I'm just I'm just going to tax people and, and <laughs> reclaim. Put can, can we just can we just can we just say how how problematic a Department of Rediscovery is to be written by white people and reclamation yeah. Yeah. And, and reclamation and reclamation and ministers to the barbarian lands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also just don't know what does lost treasures mean. Oh, they're they're tr well obviously since there's so much strife and theft and subterfuge treasures from the imperial palace were stolen and this is literally the you know i don't know the dog the bounty hunter but for it's either lost that or this is their, or either that or that's their formal archaeology department and that's what it yeah. is i was, was thinking it? like if this is like the what's that what's that show where they like open up storage units storage and wars they, <laughs> yeah. oh my god storage wars, wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you are that's all I am. I just, I just open up storage units. I'm like, okay, let's find some. No, this is Antiques Roadshow. Oh, oh my god! god. Storage no, rediscovery. War, storage wars is is storage wars would be uh, reclamation. Okay. Rediscovery would be Antiques Roadshow because you're rediscovering people's you know unwanted treasure, and the lost treasures one is, or maybe lost treasures is Antiques Road. No, lost treasures is definitely Pawn Stars. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We've done it. We've achieved we the, the History Channel we've trifecta. Sorted it out. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've achieved the, tri the History Channel trifecta. We've done it. And the string. We're done here. Yeah, we're done. But also, we're there's a lot of just a lot of like problem with reclamation and, and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's those... a lot of problems there. But yeah. Maybe reclamation's like like recycling. <laughs> Yeah. Like, ah, your waste reclamation. Well, they no. just forgot to put <laughs> waste in there. Okay, well, maybe they... Okay, new idea then. Maybe reclamation is recycling because of the turnover in officials. Propaganda has to be changed all the time, so they're recycling all that paper. All those portraits all that the gotta portraits. go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think reclamation's the, the poor painter is just recycling. like... The painter's just like, all right, I drew, I drew, I added the face in. Let's hang it up for about a month, and then it gets recycled. Right. And yeah, and we'll have the Department of Reclamation go and collect all of the propaganda for that person. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Logic. Put a new thing of gesso over just the face area so that they can use that canvas again. <laughs> but, but so, so it is please because like. Oh no! But what if what what if they were constantly painting over the same canvas that it's starting yeah. to turn three D? It was starting to turn 3D and then it becomes a person and they come out oh. of the canvas. God, I mean, no, 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 no. That wasn't going to get worse. <laughs> oh. I also, Jackie, expect you to change your name to Death by Old Majory. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it today for sure. I will do it today for sure. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh my God! But uh, I mean, if there's a department of old majory, wouldn't there, by law, by like logic, be a department of new majory? Like, you would, you would hope. Well, maybe it's department of old majory versus the department of science. I know, I know, I know. I doubt I they know. are, but. That that would that we assuming they actually thought this through. I feel like it's important to point out that pretty much everything we have said has been filled in because none of these departments are actually detailed in the text. Like yes. no. all the assumptions we have made, because there is literally none, not one of twenty of these ministries has actually been detailed in the text. And they won't. <laughs> 
And yep. they aren't. They are just titles. Did you know yep. that there's... Sorry, I scrolled ahead. Did you know there's a place called the Province of the Kingdom? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, I no. saw it too. I saw it too. There's a province of friendship, province of the mountains, oh. bamboo Yeah, the province chapter is uh, entertaining. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, this is my favorite one. There's a place called the Plains of Dispute. Yep. Anyway, so that's for that's for that's for next month because we've just finished. One last thing though for this role for your position. Does that mean everyone who plays with this guy, you're all just in the bureaucracy? You could if you wanted to. Wait, is this is this L five R? This is L five R. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tiny it's a mini L five R, just like beautifully encased. They did Here, it. Here's a little L5R before you actually play L5R. Here's a little L5R as a treat. <laughs> it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Boom. Okay, but now we have to like start mapping which clans are which. Like, what is the okay, clan? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. This, this isn't an L5R fan podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I respect, I respect members of our community and, and people who play L5R, but we are not reskinning Karatur and L5R. We're not calling it Rokugan, the Eastern Realms. That's that, a cursed statement. That's a this is a very cursed statement. <laughs> yeah. I, I, gonna be some... and drawing eight concentric circles. <laughs> and then, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, and it just burns. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyways, anyways, oh. you know that it has. Um, I think this is a natural starting point because you know next month we'll cover the Forbidden City, but we have some announcements. Uh, we have some announcements. Um, I first want to like wish all of you a happy new year uh, because yeah, new I year. haven't got to do that on air. Happy new year, everyone. Um, happy new year. Because here's to another year of not Asians represent, but here's to another year of our community thriving and doing well. Um, speaking of thriving, we have a, we have some, I, I'm not going to even say sad news. This is like really awesome. Mackenzie, you have, um, you are, you can't share it yet. Uh, yes. But this is your your last episode with yes. us for good reasons. For this good reasons. will be my last episode as part of the Asians Read Kara Tour crew. Uh, I can't say yet. It will be revealed soon, and I promise it's very good and very exciting. Um, though I am, it is very bittersweet leaving this crew because this has been the highlights of my month. As much as reading through this book has made me like flatline and blue screen like it's been so much fun getting to chat with y'all every month and i'm gonna miss it so much and i'm still going to be watching and listening as an audience member and i just i'm very grateful that daniel invited me on and it's been such a fun time and i cannot thank you enough for the wonderful experience this has been heck yeah and i mean i can't yeah. thank you enough for the valuable you know perspective and insight that you've shared with us and the work that you do in this community um, and I'm excited for what you're going to do next. Um, super excited for what you're going to do next. Uh, I'm also super grateful for, you know, all that the rest of you do for this community, like Jackie, Emma, Michelle. Like, I love that once a month, you know, we get to, you know, shoot the shit, talk about, you know, talk about Caratour. And what I really love that we did, and I'm sad that it took until Mackenzie's last episode, I'm sad that. I'm sad that we only started writing our own revisionist caratour. 
I'm sad that, that that started in 2021, and I wish we had started this at the beginning. But I feel like this added another more productive layer to this because I, I, one of the things that we need to do more on Asians Represent is lead by example. Um, and I'm so proud that you know we all get to collaborate on this and have been able to collaborate on this because I see all of you as you know leaders and important positive role models in the community. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, Aww, you know, you. for those watching live or on YouTube, uh, socials are all, you know, um, on screen. But if you're listening to the podcast, let's have everyone. We'll go uh, Emma, Mackenzie, Jackie, and then Michelle. So we'll go in order on the overlay. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself um, or reintroduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, you know, what your socials are, what, what you're up to. So let's start with you, Emma. All right. Well, my uh, Twitter is at Starchiologist because I am an archaeologist who uses ancient starch to reconstruct past foodways. And I do that in northern Japan. And I will for a long time say I am relatively new to TTRPG space, <laughs> <laughs> although I have now played a game. And I work as a cultural consultant and sensitivity reader. So, you know, Oh, and I'm a moderator for the Asians rep Discord. So I'm kind of like all in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You're no longer a noob. Yeah. But, but Emma keeps saying that. Emma's like, I'm new. Hey, everyone, I'm new. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> it's always your first day. But Emma has literally been on like easily almost 60 hours of Asians represent content. <laughs> I appear and, on the wrap-up. I did the L5R thing <laughs> every Friday for months. And you appeared on Roll20's official Twitch, was, Twitch channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a, a Roll20 thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's me. I, uh, I don't really tweet about a whole lot, but, you know, come see for yourself how little I do on Twitter. Yeah, start geologist. <laughs> so let's, let's go to Mackenzie since, you know, you'll, you'll be... If people want to find out what you're going to be doing next, where should they follow you online? Um, so follow me over on Mackenzie Lane DA on Twitter, uh, M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E-L-A-N-E-D-A. -E -E um, that's where the announcement as to what I'm doing next will be uh, happening. Uh, you can also see all the other cool projects I'm involved in that I retweet a lot about. Um, I was the lead writer for the Islands of Sina Una, which is a 5e campaign setting based around pre-colonial Filipino culture and mythology. You can get that over on the deck of many. The PDF is available right now, uh, and the hardback is still available for pre-order. I also have stuff coming out with MCDM, both with their online magazine Arcadia, accessible via their Patreon and Kingdoms and Warfare. And like I said, there's a bunch of cool, awesome stuff in the works that I will be getting to talk about very, very soon. So follow me on Twitter uh, to keep up with that and again i just thank you so much this has been an amazing time and i'm gonna miss y'all so much i mean it's not like we're <laughs> gonna stop talking it's like mackenzie's no longer on yeah. this I'm, I'm just, just have to find something else to do i'm just yeah. gonna yell yeah. at the screen <laughs> at this like i'm not here you can't see me or hear me but i will be here it's just like oh i felt I've something in the chat. i felt something yeah. in the internet Oh, it's yeah. Mackenzie. I, I Mackenzie. It's Mackenzie There's flatlining. In the yeah. Floor. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel Mackenzie flatlining in the distance somewhere. <laughs> God, I'm uh, glad that's my legacy, flatlining. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mackenzie, everyone should follow Mackenzie. Um, moving on, Jackie, 2021 looks to be a big year for you, too. Uh, yeah, it is going to be probably a big year. Um, so I am 
Jackie, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Death by Mage. Uh, I am the creative lead for Unbreakable, the Unbreakable Anthology and for Unbreakable Publishers, where we feature uh, Asian-owned voices stories from Asian writers and Asian illustrators. And we have volume one that's on Drive-Thru RPG that's available. You can get that on PDF or hardback. Daniel was one of the contributors for it. Uh, we, and we really adore those adventures. We're about to hit gold bestseller soon. And the, also on top of that, uh, you can find me as well as Caroline, because Caroline's going to be there too. We're going to be on a session zero online uh, for that virtual convention. And we will be making some big announcements for Unbreakable in 2021. So if you want to, you can sign up for that and you can join up and see what, what it's all about. Yeah. And we're actually yeah. going to be talking about session zero con next week on the wrap up. So super excited. I'm Asians represent will also be there too. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go to Michelle. Hi. Um, so I'm Michelle Rapp. Uh, you can, I'm, I'm a ceramicist slash artist and I'm also a writer for Card Kingdom. Um, and I, I, I basically yell a lot of the internet about Magic the Gathering and D&D. Um, you can find a lot of my written articles about Magic lore at cardkingdom.com. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Potter. That's kiln as in like a thing that you put ceramic wares in. Um, the, uh, I do have a couple of fun things coming up. Uh, on January 18th, I am running a one-shot of Honey Heist uh, with some folks from Loading Ready Run, which I am very excited about. Um, so please tune in and let's see what kind of wonderful, wacky uh, bear crimes we get up to. Um, <laughs> and I'm also going to be uh, doing another thing with Ready Run soon, but it hasn't been announced yet, but just going to throw that out there into the ether. Um, but yeah, I am I am very, very excited. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Yeah. And of course, bear Daniel, uh, you could find me online at Daniel H. Kwan. I've got a couple uh working on three three NDA projects right now. One is going to be announced next week, so uh, check that out. Uh, I'm excited about it. I have feelings. Um, and then two are not going to be announced for a bit, but I'm very proud of those projects and the fact that I get to contribute to them, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, of course, you can you know follow Asians Represent at AZNS Represent on all social media platforms and at AZNS Rep on Twitch, where this is streamed monthly. I'm super excited. Now, Mackenzie's presence will is irreplaceable on this, and Mackenzie flatlining at least once an episode. Uh, we could just we'll never be back. Maybe we just put that as the image like placeholder. Yeah. Or, or you know what we could do? We we, we could we can get a Twitch emote, and it's going to be Mackenzie flatlining. We could try to yes. try to make that. We need to have that. I yeah. I. Yeah, let's 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 put the I'm horse gonna... wrestling merch aside and make that our priority. Oh God! Um, Mac Mackenzie oh God! Flatlining <laughs> emote for Twitch. Yep. Um, that's your legacy. Yes. Good. <laughs> God, I could ask for nothing less. <laughs> and um, so, with Mackenzie gone, we have uh, another spot. Actually, I mean, if we look at the overlay, if we want to really fill it out, we could take on two more people. So even numbers. Even numbers. Uh, if you're interested in joining us for future Asians Read Caratour, you know, hit me up on social media. If you're a member of our Discord community, just like send me a DM. Um, obviously, it's called Asians Read, so you got to be Asian. Um, so hit us up. Let us know if you want to participate. Uh, we would love to, you know, 
hear and have your experiences on this show. Uh, that being said, thank you folks for you know tuning in live, watching on YouTube, or listening to the podcast. Um, we'll see you next month. Bye, everyone. Thank you.